guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady called Wendy Griffith. She has her own platform called The Healthy Habits Coach. The reason why I wanted her to come onto the podcast is because I feel like we need to know the steps and the tools to create healthy habits as moms, as single moms. In life in general, we need to have good habits because our kids kind of will emulate us as well if they can see that we've got healthy habits they would want to do the same thing so please Wendy tell the audience a bit about yourself and your platform and how you created such a wonderful niche thank you well they say that we teach what we know so I really love to help career moms go from burnt out stressed out to actually enjoying the everyday life I think as well I'm I'm just a bit fed up of all this like live your best life message like all this pressure that society is putting on us women to just like do it all all the time like be amazing and it's like actually most moms just need to put one foot in front of the other every day and, you know, just get on with life. So for me, as an overwhelmed mom, when I became a mom five years ago, I there wasn't anybody at the time that I could see that was helping women with getting their sort of mental and physical health back on track. So I've always, you know, loved and had a passion for health. I've always worked as a health coach. Back way back in the day, I had a corporate marketing career, but over the last 10 years, I've really been on that uh, journey back to health, having studied health psychology at university and loved it and stress management, all that kind of stuff. So I've always been so interested in that. And I just, I just feel like there is an absolute pandemic of stressed out mums around the world who just feel so isolated and like nobody gets it. They don't get the mum guilt. They don't get the mental load that we face. They don't get all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So really it was just to actually plug the gap that I couldn't find anyone to help me to get back on track post birth. Like, you know, you, you start to come out of the other side, don't you? Like the clouds, well, for some, they, some, for some, the clouds don't live. But for me, it was like, my daughter was, you know, that year to 18 months, started to feel like I wanted to get my my mojo back, like me back. I wanted to get my identity back on track. Yeah. Does that resonate? Yeah, it does. It does. And the thing is, I've mentioned this before on the podcast that before I had my son, and even like I made sure that I tried to do everything correct. I read all the books, I was watching all the YouTube videos. And even after I had him as a single mom, I did not want help because I felt like I had to do absolutely everything myself and I found myself burnt out like you mentioned and even this is after I breastfed but I was drinking every day like I had to have a glass of wine just to wind down to prepare myself mentally for the next day which was just absolutely ridiculous but I remember watch because I love um show um sync what are these things called um musicals apologies I love musicals so I remember yeah, sitting there watching musicals and like the sound of music came on and then as I was watching it I don't know what it was and yeah some people might say higher power but I believe it's God God said to me look at look at the sound of music she was the help you know, she she was the help. And then I flicked and it was Mary Poppins. She was the help. And then I flicked and the King and I, she was the help. And every single movie that I saw, 
they had help. All these women had help. And then when I look at historically, when women had children, our families were so close knit. We had our aunties, our, our, our grandmothers, our this, our that. Yeah, but then when absolutely. we look at the script to 2022, and as women, we're told that you can do it all. You can go to work, have your child, join the PTA, come back home, make fresh food, eat healthy, read a book, and have sex with your husband. Like, <laughs> that, that ish is so friggin' unreal. No, I, I mean, I'm laughing because this is totally, like gets me as well and I just think you are so right so I grew up in South Africa where typically a lot of people had help and so when I you know when I laugh sometimes with some of my South African friends when they're like oh I'm so stressed out and I'm like you have a full-time cleaner you have a nanny <laughs> like you know and, and I'm not dismissing like I would never dismiss another woman's struggle because every woman struggles with different things but I do laugh because then they they say to me like Wendy like living in the UK like do you do your own cleaning and like and this is the thing like I was talking to a friend of mine last week who works she's an amazing she's a a child psychologist she's incredible she's the primary breadwinner she and when I was asking her about her routine and just catching up with her because our kids are the same age we know each other through like our mum's group and and she was telling me like her routine and how she juggles work and how she does pick up every day and then the bath and bedtime. And then she logs back on and all the things. And then she's like, oh, you know, and then I work on a Saturday on my own business because she's running that alongside a job. And then she's like, and on a Sunday, I, I do, you know, we do the cleaning and we get out. I was like, honey, why are you not paying someone to clean? And here's the interesting thing. Okay. So, I, so we were chatting and she goes, oh, you know, and I said, look, I think women asking for help sometimes is really comes down to a, worth, a worthiness thing. Mm-hmm. It comes down to, do I feel worthy? Do I have the self-esteem to actually ask for help? Because so many of us, as you say, we've been indoctrinated to be, you can do it, you can do it. And if you can't do it, or if you're struggling, then somehow you're a failure. So we have this indoctrination. So we think, well, I can't put my hand up and say, I need help, or I can't say that I'm struggling because, and I did that. Like I was running my business. I had my baby at home. My husband was leaving in the morning at seven, at seven in the morning, get home at seven at night. And I appreciate, you know, I, many of your audience are solo parents, so they don't have somebody to come home and help them and relieve them. So I completely appreciate that I'm already at an advantage yet. I still felt alone. Mm-hmm. And as you say, like, I, I thought my mother-in-law would, would help more. I had assumptions that people would be more available to support me because my my parents lived in South Africa, but that wasn't the case. And I felt very alone, very isolated, very burnt out. So when I was saying to my friend about, well, how much would a cleaner cost per hour where you live? And she said, oh, I think it would cost about this. I said, you know, well, this is, and um, I said, well, how much is your hourly rates? Mm -hmm. Like through your business that you work on the weekend? And she said, oh, I'll charge. And it was five times more than the hourly rates of a cleaner. So I said, so why, so I said, you could work one hour mm-hmm. to pay a cleaner to clean your house, house for you. And that's, and she goes, oh, and I said, and here's the thing, you're empowering another woman yeah. to earn money for her household yeah. or a man. It doesn't have to be a woman, of course. And you could see this light bulb literally in her brain just pinged where she was, but it was the part where I said, because you're empowering another family. And that's what connected with her. That's amazing. And I I think I read somewhere it said that um, 
rich people, successful people, they delegate. They delegate. And I think ultimately, as women, we need to know what our strengths are, our weaknesses are, and Absolutely. we cannot do it all although like you said society's made us look like octopuses but yeah. yeah and it's also about where you know there's living in your zone of genius versus your zone of excellence and that you know just because us moms we are we are excellent we do everything with excellence and sometimes we don't and even when we don't do the stuff like we totally style that out with excellence when we're you know shoving the Mackie D's in our kid's mouth because we we need to feed them or whatever it is but I think it's working out, well, what's important to me and what are my boundaries yeah. and around that shaping your habits, yeah. your health habits to support that. So I think it's getting really clear on your values, what's important to you. And then ultimately the mindset of that, because yeah. it is a mindset shift. It's like that conversation with my friend where I said, and I just was able to reframe a story she'd been telling herself that she had to do her cleaning every Sunday, her only day off the whole week. And I said, but if you just worked one extra hour on the Saturday, you would have the whole day free on a Sunday to enjoy with your family and relax. As women, we really need to divorce the idea that we are not allowed to relax. Even when my son would go away, they're like, like your friend, the only time that I would have available when he would go to his grandparents, I would find myself cleaning, ironing, cooking. Catching up, doing all the things. Everything. And I'm like, when, get he ahead, comes, yeah. Yeah. when he comes back, I'm irritated and angry because I haven't actually, you know, relaxed. We need to, and I, I heard it. self-care is such a buzzword right now, but self-care is very important. Self-care is such a passion of mine, but self-care is very subjective because what your self-care is like for me, self-care is a, a hot cuppa and a book, but it could also look like going and getting my nails done. It might be someone listening to this right now going, oh, I wish I could find time to go get my nails done. Or I wish I could afford to get my nails done. Well, whatever story they're telling themselves. And I think it, we have to just be very careful that we don't shoot on ourselves or shoot on other women and, yeah. and put our, our, you know, I noticed, you know, cause I'm seeing you on video, you know, you, you are so beautifully. Oh groomed and your your nails are immaculate like you can see you take such pride in yourself now I but I've also heard single moms say well I'm a single mom so I just don't have time I just don't have time to look after myself yeah I look at you running a successful podcast working you know cultivating another business income stream single mom like and you look amazing I, I, I have learned how to parent within my personality you know, I hate, yeah, and it's taken, my son's 10, 10 years old now, it's taken me a very, very long time to realise that the happier I am as an individual, if I look yes. good, feel good, the better it is I can parent him, you know, if I come constantly saying or singing that song that I don't have time to do this, I don't have time, oh my god, I'm so busy, oh, you know, like, he's not going to have a happy, a happy mum, yeah. you know. So, yeah, self-care doesn't mean me first, it just means me too. Yes, exactly exactly so you speak a lot about burnout what does burnout actually look like because I think sometimes we can actually be burnt out but we don't know that we're burnt yeah, out absolutely that's such a great question so it mom burnout syndrome is actually a thing it's on the rise it's ever increasing yeah. you know the statistics are climbing and I think it's because we live as we talked about in this completely unprecedented time where we're removed from our family structures 
we're not getting the support. Women are being told we have to do everything ourselves and that's what we've taken on. We've, we've misinterpreted that. <laughs> it's not that we, so anyway, that's another whole subject. But yeah, so mom burnout looks like the irritability mm. with your life, that low level resentment that you talked about just now where you said, you know, your son will come home and you'll be like, you know, I've had no time for myself. It will look like emotional reactions to things. It will look like not having the energy, any energy, being so bone tired, not having like dragging yourself out of bed every day. It will look like overeating, undereating, comfort eating. It will look like just anxiety, anxiety through the roof. Um, it will manifest in different ways in different people. And so it's just about that feeling of I'm not myself. Like there's something deeper and more underlying here that I need to address. And, and that was it for me. It was on the surface of everything. I was running a successful business. I, you know, turning up relatively groomed, <laughs> Um, was doing a house build at the time, had all this stuff going on. But deep down, I just knew I was burning the candle at both ends and that something was going to have to give. And I think from a health perspective, it's just being conscious about the long-term effects so of prolonged stress on the body, the chronic stress from burnout. So if we do keep going mm-hmm. and we're not finding ways to almost like bringing a sponge to like mop up the stress. And we do that with different health habits, you know, either with prioritizing sleep, you know, everyone's got different eating better. Everyone's got different things they need to address and look after. Uh, Exercise is a great one to mop it up. Whenever I don't feel like exercising is when I kick my butt out the door because I know that's my body. I'm stressed, I'm tired, I don't want to exercise. That's when I have to exercise because I've got to go mop up that stress. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's all those things that the health habits that then help support and help bring us through the burnout and, and obviously out the other side of it. And then just using, for me, it was using habits because I just couldn't change everything at all at once. It was just too overwhelming for me. Yeah. It was like, right, what can I do? I, I, I just have to put one, one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. So, right, I picked three core habits that I needed to focus on for me. And so when I work with my clients, I'll, you know, I'll get them to do this, like, and, you know, a bit of an analysis, we'll do sort of a wheel of life and we'll look at the different areas of their life and where maybe that wheel, you know, imagine all the spokes of the wheel is slightly, you know, lopsided. And then that's where we obviously start. And then we start with habits in that core area. And again, it's not like these dramatic, oh, suddenly you're going to go from sitting on the sofa, not doing anything to running a half marathon. Like we're not talking extremes here. So I recently read them Atomic Habits. I absolutely love the book. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, I love, I loved, I loved it. And yes, ultimately he was just talking about creating new habits and being realistic about them and being very practical. Like for example, if you want to exercise, making sure you set your alarm, have the gym wear them you know yeah you have to trip over it and into it in the morning exactly and um yeah so for me personally I can actually have good habits you know set good habits for myself and then if I miss for example one day (laughs) if I miss one day then I'm trickling back to to well this is the thing like I I always do sort of coming up to the end of the year I did this last year with with my audience where I said look Let's be realistic. So, you know, you're back to school and everyone's like, right, back on the habits, you know, back and 
And then I actually calculated how many days there were between there and Christmas. And I was like, and, and actually, as you get closer to Christmas, so many people would just be like, oh, I'll just start in the new year. I'll just yeah. get. And it was like, don't disregard the power of the daily compounds just because you have an off day or you and I have off days. Like I haven't exercised as much this week as I usually would just because of various things that have been going on. But it's what you do most of the time that counts is your habits are your most of the time. Yeah. So if most of the time you are hydrating, sleeping enough, looking, you know, eating nutritiously, looking after your body, doing those things, the one day here or there, or even the week here and there that you might sort of, I don't like the expression fall off the wagon because that implies that you have to be regimented and strict and on the straight and narrow all the time. Like, you know, there's no given that. And I just think life is fluid. So it's a case of, right, I actually give my clients a 90-day tracker and it's like, wow. block, off all the, block off the days that you know, you've got birthday, you've got this, you've got that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they do that because they, they'll come to me, oh, I can't start doing that because I've got that. And then I say, okay, let's block it up. We block it off in the diary. And they're like, well, that's only like eight days. And I'm like, yeah, out of 90. So what, you're not going to start those healthy habits because of eight days when you've got 81, 80, 82 kind of days yeah. make an impact. Yeah, and again, true. it's that reframing yeah. for people. And that's all, that's all a coach does is we just guide people to, to reframe. Yeah, you're so right in regards to reframing the mind. And I think especially people being parents and me being a mom, like even when I was pregnant with my son, I was doing my master's. I was going to uni and I was going to work full time and then going to go, go doing my master's as well full time. Oh so it was so hard. But I, in, in the middle of it, I wanted to drop out. Mm. and my mum was like no you can't drop out we're Nigerian we have to have a degree and a master's and a PhD and all of that good stuff <laughs> it's that African like work ethic isn't yeah. it I've got it with being South African it's like ah <laughs> yeah. so anyway so I managed to do it but then when I look at my son being 10 years old now I think that as parents we can actually use our kids to gauge our habits you know like time mm. lies when we have children especially if you oh, put things goodness. off if you put things off so for example if I wanted to do my the days are long but the years are short when yeah. you're a parent it's so weird because if you say all right fine I want to try and lose six pounds or whatever and if your child is five years old say so by the time my child is six you know you can use our, we can actually use our kids to gauge some yeah. of the habits absolutely use your kids to gauge habits and your kids as you as you talked about at the start they reciprocate you know they emulate and they they are that mirror to us and it's very interesting because my daughter will say mommy can you get the weights out please I need to do my exercises because she knows that mommy and daddy we we prioritize exercise or when we're in the kitchen we've always let her help us and cook and and she can actually at five years old cook and help us and genuinely like cut things up and do things and she's seen us cooking and eating so if you are struggling say with a fussy child right now and they're not eating the best thing that you can do through this is to keep eating healthily in front of them Mm. because they will circle back to that yes they might go on their beige food diet for what feels like years but so long as you're not on a beige food diet and they see you eating well and balanced then 
Yeah. And children do as they see, not as you say, because I know when my son was really young, he was a very, very fussy eater. But then when we would go around other children or like to maybe like a family mm-hmm. party, I would see this little kid eating because other children were eating. Yeah, yeah. Just... The kids are a product of the environment. And I was I'm, I'm a girl guide leader volunteer and um, this week we were talking about Women's Day and I was getting the girls to draw their women superheroes and getting them to come up with all the amazing powers that their women superheroes would have and just hearing some of the things they came out with and my daughter bless her heart said my superhero woman will run a business oh I was just like like to me that could I was so proud because she sees me and I talk about how much I love my business and I love my clients and love the work I do in the car on the way home after which she's like mommy when I get home I need to do some work I need to get on zoom and do some calls oh I love it <laughs> and so oh the God. thing is she sees me enjoying what I do and it's funny the other day because she said like yeah mommy loves her work daddy doesn't like what he like his work he finds it boring but mommy loves her work and it's so interesting and my husband's actually in a career change at the moment and it's been really spurred by my daughter's feedback because he said I don't I don't want to be this parent who just does this job for the sake of it because that's I got stuck in that career and 10 years later I'm still in banking and I don't enjoy it he's like this is the opportunity now for me to go and be passionate about what I do because I see her looking at me yeah and I I tell people all the time as well that this is it there's no reset button you know you have to try and live live and live your best life responsibly but yeah just live your best life if you want the best life for you and your family not by what other mums on Instagram are doing and because that you're just looking at someone else's highlight reel you don't see what's going on behind closed doors. You don't see their struggles. Uh, and I think what the last two years has certainly taught us is t- how to be more vulnerable mm-hmm. and how to be more, more authentic. And I just I just want to have authentic conversations with people. I just want to be real with people. And when someone says to me, how are you? I'm not going to be like, yay, I'm so great. Like, you know, I, I, I'm always going to have a positive spin on things because that's just me. I'm such a glass half full person. But if I am having a struggle with something, I'm going to say, oh, do you know what? I'm actually didn't sleep very well last night. I just felt a bit grumpy today. But yeah, how are you? Like, I'm just going to be honest with people and just authenticity. You're, so, you're right. And I even name it with my son. And even now, when I'm feeling a bit irritated, I'll say, look, Josiah, mommy's feeling a bit irritated. Yeah. So I don't want to take it out on you. I'm just going to go to my room for, for a couple of minutes. Even sometimes when I would come home and mm. he can see visit because kids can, they, I don't know, they can just, oh and that's when they're they're gonna play up or they're gonna react because they're looking to yeah yeah Yeah. so he'll say to me mommy are you irritated I'll say yes okay fine mom go make yourself tea you know and just relax and I'm like it's good for us it's good yeah we we're very good about saying in our house like daddy's just gonna have some chill or mommy's just gonna go have some chill or even when she gets a bit overwhelmed we're like Let's just have let's just have some chill. It's a good chill time. Name it. And I think that we can, like we mentioned earlier, we can't, nobody is a perfect parent. And that's something that we have to divorce. Progress over perfection. Like, why do we even I think perfection as a word, I wish we could like eliminate it. Mm-hmm. Because the problem with that word, and yes, it's like, oh, that meal was perfection or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. I just think the problem is like perfection doesn't exist. So we 
kill ourselves trying mm. to attain this thing that's impossible it's ridiculous whereas for me I'm much more about the progress over perfection mantra yeah. that every day and that's why I'm so obsessed with habits because as a healthy habits coach it's like what your habits as I say you're most of the time what can I do and it's breaking it down mm. so it's taking a goal and saying right well what are three small action steps so if you do want to get more active and rather than at, you know what you said there like having your gym gear there so you get up in the morning and then it's like actually I'm gonna go for a walk mm-hmm. or I'm going to jog for 500 meters and then that's why I love things like the couch to 10 5 and 10k app because it guides people on that step-by-step process as they build up because the problem is like women we just like right that's it on Monday gonna you know go on diet and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and do all the things. And then by Wednesday, we're just completely in shame mode because we failed mm-hmm. because we set ourselves up for completely unrealistic goals. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I want to take away the mental load and the mum guilt. Like we have enough mum guilt as it is. We don't need to put more on ourselves. What are your thoughts on having like an accountability buddy in regards to having healthy habits Absolutely. That could totally work. I think it's always just about matching yourself with the person that is going to be on the same mission as you. And I think for me, like I, I love some like having accountability buddies with different things in my life. And, but yeah, it's about, it's about matching energy because sometimes it can be, you don't want to get into that situation where maybe you sort of on the phone, Oh, well, no, I, I didn't, I didn't do the thing that I said I was going to do. Oh, you know, with this happen, And it just becomes a bit of a moany session. It's like, you've actually got to really hold each other accountable. Or like I'm, I'm calling BS on that story right now. You know, I'd, I think you just got to just kind of make sure that you've got the right match personality wise. So what advice would you give to a woman who wants, because you've had your business for the past five years now. So what advice yeah. would you give to um, a woman that wants to start a business? I would get into the, I mean, there's so many amazing programs now that support women in business and learning about business. How I got into running a business was through the network marketing industry. Cause that for me was just incredible in the sense of, yeah, I can't praise the industry enough just as far as having that umbrella. So you having a franchise and you get all that support and that training and that mentorship for free. Mm-hmm. And it's such a low risk, low startup cost. So for me, that was how I got into running a business and learned the skills. But again, there's so many other amazing programs, local councils, like even just building up your confidence to go and sign up to an evening course at your local college. Like when I wanted to get back to me, I signed up for like an eight week interiors course one night a week for a couple of hours, but just taking myself away in the evening to do that just built my self-esteem so much to know that I was worthy of investing into. Yeah, that is brilliant. Um, I recently read the book called The 12 Week Year. Which yes, is- that's a great one. I love that. Um, and yeah, so the chap was talking about um, just doing it and create like having like time blocks and writing things down. What's your- Yeah, I'm a big time on- blocker. Yeah, so what's your advice on time blocking and creating healthy habits, not only for yourself as a mother, but as um, for, for your children as well. Yeah, my top tip is a weekly CEO date with yourself. So okay. you are the CEO of your life, okay? So take that time. I spend half an hour once a week, either on a Friday 
or a Saturday morning because my husband tends to take my daughter out to swimming. So that's kind of, I get an hour to myself on a Saturday morning. And I sit there with my diary and I brain dump out everything that needs to happen this week, like meals, pickups, drop-offs, play dates, school activities, work stuff, all the stuff, I brain dump it out. And then I sit and color coordinate in my diary. So I, I use an electronic diary. I like paper, but then I put it into my electronic diary. So what I'll do is I'll book in all my workouts. When am I working out? When am I working on my business? When am I doing? And, and so then by having those allocated times, it stops you feeling guilty. So I'm a ninja with my time. I do. I, I cram in so much because I enjoy it. But, it, but equally, I give myself time to chill out. So I, I stack things together mm-hmm. so that when I am being a mom, I can be present and enjoying that and not checking my phone. Or when I am in work mode, my head is down, I'm focused, I'm doing the thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, that weekly CEO date to really get it all down, work out what's going on in my week. And then also my husband and I, if you do have a partner, I know I appreciate your audience are, are single moms, but if you do have a partner, it's also worth consulting with them. We have a little sort of marriage meeting once a week because again a lot of resentment can build up if one of you's not factoring the other and making sure that you both have your time like so sometimes I think oh you should be single like seriously <laughs> but it's like no you have to factor like yeah. okay so is my hubby getting his time is he getting time with his friends and time for himself and time to work out and all those kind of things as well so it's just making sure that that's that's balanced between us so CEO day game changer that is brilliant and you're not the first person I've heard say that I spoke to one chap and he actually says that in his calendar he factors in uh, I think he said 10 minutes every single day just to sit with his kids just to sit and say how was your day what have you been up to yeah I mean for me that's my picking my daughter up from school so my husband and I share it he drops her that's his his time and then I pick her up and I've got a good two hours of her on my own before then it's family dinner and all that kind of stuff so for me I treasure that time just to talk to her and be present with her and you know I I love that so we're coming to the end of the um podcast (laughs) yes so um give us one more healthy tip on how to create healthy habits and also where can people find you on social media to create these wonderful habits and fight away burnout (laughs) so if you want to start a habit a healthy habit attach it to something that you already do every day so I'm going to use this example because now your guests are always going to laugh and remember me every time they go to the toilets and here's why think how many times a day we go to the toilets Okay. Hopefully because you're drinking loads of water and hydrating your body and, you know, so you can have glowing skin and all that kind of thing. So you go into the bathroom. Every time you go there, do five squats. What? Like it takes, do five squats. Obviously after you, you know, had your wee or whatever, so that, you know, that could be a bit precarious. But if you think, if you want to say, move your body more, or you don't have time to get to the gym for a whole body workout session, Imagine if you go into the, the bathroom six, seven times a day and you're doing five to 10 squats a time, how many squats you've done at the end of the day over the course of a week, over the course of a month, over the course of the year, can you imagine how great your booty's going to look at the end of the year? I do squats when I go to the bathroom, yes. Oh my God, I've just been it's reading books. So that's so, like, that's, it's so random, but it's like, well, you're in there. Just, you know, why are you washing your hands? Just drop five spots, do it. Drop down and get your eagle on. And and it doesn't have to be that for you. It could be anything else. But it's like, what you need to do is you need to attach 
the new habit that you want to form to something that you do automatically every day so that it becomes this partnership. And then that becomes all. So even when you boil, okay, boiling the kettle, yeah. do five squats while you're boiling the kettle. Brilliant. Whatever it is, like there is always ways that we can incorporate healthier habits. It's just about that, those little mindset shifts. And it's taking the time that we think is dead time and turning it into efficiencies and things that we can do so that we have more time for ourselves and to chill out. So that's the biggest thing when people tell me that I have self-care, it's like, well, let me look at your diary. Let me look at how you're structuring things. Because mm-hmm. actually there is a lot of wasted time in the day yeah. that can be repurposed. Yeah. So yeah, that would be just attach an existing habits that's serving to yeah and then where people can find me i love hanging out on instagram and facebook i'm wendy griffith live healthy and you can also hop onto my website where i have tons of fantastic resources meal planners and habit trackers and all sorts so wendygriffith.co.uk thank you so much for taking out the time and coming on the happy single moms podcast thank you for having me i just want to praise you for this space because honestly what you are doing for single moms is just incredible how much you're blessing people and you deserve all the amazing downloads that you have and all your success because you are truly blessing people so thank you you so much you're gonna make me cry girl (laughs) thank you so so much when i get